Remember all your children. Now feed us, kind Savior, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Worship you for who you are. If God never, if nothing else, just who he is, Somebody says, then sings my soul, my Savior, God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art, hallelujah, hallelujah, then sings my soul, my Savior. Your God to thee. How great thou art. How great thou art. Hallelujah. How great thou art. bigger than I am. Bigger than anyone I know. To God be the glory. Thank you, Deacon. And thank you, choir. Elder Andrews, thank you. Thank you so much. scriptures have been read today from Luke chapter 21 first four verses and then Acts we read in Acts chapter 2 beginning with verse 42 so I want to read specifically from Luke and then two verses from Acts chapter 2. From Luke. As he looked up, Jesus saw the rich 
putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. I tell you the truth, he said. This poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. Acts 2, verses 44 and 45. All the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods. They gave to anyone as he or she had need. That's the word of the Lord. Well, we continue with our topic, top priorities. Top priorities. Luke and Acts have the same writer, as you know. And so what we find in Acts, frequently we can trace back to Luke. What we see in Luke, we can trace on into Acts. That makes sense. Do you know, I have to confess that this This story of Jesus seeing this widow, his comment in reference to her giving, bugged me, bothered me, disturbed me. You know, there are some times when we are absolutely baffled by what seems to make good sense to God. Does anyone know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You see, the thing that has bothered me was I had one question in reference to Jesus' observation of this woman's giving and his comment. My one question was simply this. Why didn't he tell the sister, keep it for yourself? No, I, I, I couldn't. I, I, I thought, why didn't Jesus object? 
if Jesus is observing this, why didn't he say, think twice? Why did he, why didn't he stop the ushers from taking the money? Can't you see the sister has a need? Isn't she our neighbor? Don't we know where she lives? Aren't we acquainted with her circumstances? Why are you accepting the money of a woman knowing that what she's putting in perhaps is her last. That bothered me. Bothered me. But you know, uh, How many of us would have put money in the temple? How many of us would have put our last in the offering, in the church's offering, especially if it was known that there had been disappointments with the system at times. Oh, I see you're catching on. <laughs> catching on, yes. Yeah, but Jesus ends up letting it happen and not only letting it happen, but he really like celebrates this woman who now is left with nothing. Does, is it okay for Jesus that this happened because Jesus realized that while she had nothing, it was only nothing for now. In other words, today is the 15th, 16th, 16th. You might have gotten a check yesterday. Or maybe you got a check on Mother's Day. You know, Mother's Day is the first of the month. Everybody's a mother on the first of the month. And, and because you know when your check is coming, even if your money is spent, you know that if you just wait a few more days, something else is coming to your address. Is that right? Oh, my goodness. Was Jesus okay with what went down because he knew 
that, that this was all she had to live on only for now? Or was Jesus okay with it? Because the woman displays absolutely no anxiety at all. Now, how anxious would you be if you were putting in your last? How many of you would have kissed the money up to heaven first? <laughs> Breathed a prayer on it, remember me, Jesus. Oh, there's some truth in the house, I see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. You, you see, what is amazing with this woman is that this woman's starting point is so different from ours. Example. It's talking with a woman recently about a couple of her younger relatives, nephews, whatever. And she was telling me that, that I, I think there's a set of twins, as I recall, if I, if I remember the story correctly, I think there's a set of twins. And, and so what happened is that, uh, she was telling me how the twins are very different from each other, very, very different, very different from each other. And, and so it was time for everybody to eat. And so the one twin says to the other twin, and I have just a little piece of your meatball. And the other twin says, well, what am I going to eat? It's obvious, the rest of the meatball. The twin asking for a bit wasn't asking for a whole meatball. Y'all don't hear me. Wasn't asking for three out of five meatballs. The twin asking just wanted a little bit of the meatball, but immediately the response was, what am I gonna eat? How many of us think like that twin? What am I going to eat? Even if I just part with a bit, something within us feels like the rest of us, that all of us, we're going to be denied. I won't have what I need to live by. Oh, my God. This woman was willing to give not a piece of the meatball, but every meatball on her plate and never ask God for anything in return. I don't know when her check was coming. We don't learn that. 
But let me put this, let me put this out here. Let me suggest that this woman's contribution parallels the little boy's lunch with the feeding of the 5,000. And I tell you why. You see, in the treasury, oh my God, the temple treasury, to that treasury was given alms. And alms were distributed to widows, orphans, strangers, and the poor. In other words, this widow understood that if I give all my meatballs, not only will I get what I need, but everybody else who is in need will be fed. I don't have everybody's address. I don't know how many people need a meal and how many people need this or that, but if I give it to the treasury, they will distribute to those who have need beyond their own ability to supply. That little boy in his lunch who gave his lunch up for Jesus lost nothing because he understood I am one mouth in the crowd and every mouth feeds when God, every mouth is fed when God looks at everybody. Oh my God. Oh my God. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that in the book of Acts, it indicates that one of the ways the church grew, one of the ways the church experienced the inner workings of the Holy Spirit was generosity flowed through their veins. And the generosity that went through their veins was generosity because everyone understood that God has all of our backs. Oh yeah, God's got my back. God's got my back. And because God's got my back, I lack nothing. Oh my God. Hey! Maybe you've got steak and I've got a turkey hamburger, but God's got my back and I will want for nothing. Maybe y'all don't hear what I'm talking about. They understood that God had covered them. Tell your neighbor, God's got us covered. God's got us covered. God's got us covered. 
God's got us covered. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, he does. Oh, yes, he does. Oh, yeah, God's got us covered. Yeah. You see, that same treasury, they had a system. But the system knew how to deliver on everybody with need. Oh, my God. Well, sir. Woo. So he didn't object. Jesus didn't object because the woman did what she did because she understood that not only was she already covered, she would be covered and she got to participate no matter the size of it in everybody else being covered. What she didn't have in money, her intentions multiplied. Well, here in Acts, it says all the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone as they had need. This is again a mark of the alms giving. The, the alms giving. Now, here, here is something uh, to, to remember. You know, something happens to us as we grow up. Some good things happen, and then some things that aren't as good. Yeah. Yeah, let me, let me give you an example. Let, let me give you an example. Have you ever seen a little baby in a high chair? Take a, of course I've seen a child. The baby's in the high chair, a little toddler, so forth and so have you, and, uh, and um, baby's, baby's in the high chair, and you put the food out in front of it. Food out and say, food out and they're looking around and just looking at you and then they say, go ahead, just stand. And they just and they take a, you know, they just stand there. You know what I'm talking about, and it's fine. See themselves just like, right? And they get that and get, oh, good baby. And then they pick up the pick up the next one, and they say, and they reach out that little hand for you to do what? Have some. Now, put your mind on fast forward. 
the same baby that held up this food, the same baby toddler who was walking around with a drumstick eating part of it and giving you the other part. You know what I'm talking about. Now, you're going out, grab something to eat. You picked up that grown. There has trees of righteousness. It's so tall and lovely, trees of righteousness. Now you're going out to eat. The food has come to the table. Everybody has something different. And you say to that same child, ooh, may I have some? They say, no. They say, okay. There's somebody else at the table. They look at him, aren't, aren't you going to offer anyone something? They say, all right. Would you like some? This is the tree of righteousness. Who had done this? Yeah. Aren't you going to offer anyone? They roll their eyes. Finally say, anybody want some? <laughs> and everybody responds, no. And they say, good, more for me. <laughs> I, you've heard that. I have heard adults say good, more for me. Jesus said, except we become as little children. Oh, my God. The way to enter God's kingdom is to go back, to go back to when we shared what we had with the people around us. We shared with the babysitter. We offered it to the parent, offered it to the sibling just because we had it, because it was pleasurable to us. It was in our mouth. We hadn't spit it out. It was good. And many times the person we offered it to was the person who had given it to us. Just as God has given to us, why can't we give back to God? sign that the Holy Spirit is moving is that we become generous and gracious and no longer just live with our eyes on what we don't have. Stop looking for somebody to give you a holy handshake. You know what a holy handshake is? Holy handshake is a handshake with a piece of money in it. Instead of waiting for somebody, you're going to shake every hand in the church. Hug people you don't even know. 
And instead of waiting for what somebody can do for you, do something for somebody else. That's a sign of God's presence among us. We are all sharing in common. My God, my God, my God. Oh, we were blessed. We were blessed. We were blessed. This week, this week we had the opportunity to share in our mission project with our brothers and sisters in halfway houses. We, we were able to share practical needs that they had. But let me suggest to you, in addition to doing that now, it is always, every week is a good week to bless somebody. We have been blessed to bless somebody else. We've been blessed to be a blessing. What I love in that story from Luke, she was poor, she was a widow, she gave, and Jesus never said, you have nothing to give. Tell your neighbor, I don't care what you have, you always have something to give. If all you have, you said, no, I don't. Oh, yes, you do. Oh, yes, you do have something. Every day you wake up in the morning, you have something to give. Yes, you do. You've got something to give. If all you have is a penny, give that penny with joy. God, I thank you for this penny. I give it to your glory and honor. Bless this penny that it will be a blessing to somebody else. I'm not counting what I will have left. I'm blessing God because God has us all covered. I remember one summer I was working for, I was doing tutoring. I was doing tutoring, uh, where was I doing tutoring at? Don't tell me. It's not my, tutoring at Cheney, 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 Cheney. Cheney University doing tutoring. It was tutoring at, at English tutor, you know. It's English tutor, you know. It's tutoring English. And, uh, oh Lord, that was a hot summer. Oh Jesus. There's no air conditioning anywhere. And I had, I was, I had a, I was sharing a room with a saint uh, there in another town. And I catch the train and going up, at any rate, going over to, to Cheney. And uh, I do this kind of a thing. And you know, praise the Lord. <laughs> praise the Lord, somebody. Something happened with the finances. And my first check didn't come until week number six. But I still had a train to catch. 
and still had food to eat. Y'all don't hear me. I'm not innate, y'all don't hear me. I wasn't living with relatives, but I went to church every week. I went to the local church every week. I went with my head up, and whatever I had in my pocket, I always put something in the offering. I was just glad to be in the number. And what I did was I scaled back. I had to scale back on what I ate. But that was all right. I scaled back on my eating because I wanted to make sure, y'all don't hear me, that I had something to put in the offering. I wanted to make sure that as God had blessed me with the opportunity to meet new people, to learn in a different environment, y'all don't hear me, I now had the opportunity to be a blessing to somebody else. God is always looking beyond our door. See ya! Oh my God. Jesus multiplied that little boy's lunch and I just believe that what that sister gave in that temple I just believe that that money was multiplied multiply you talk about interest you talk about dividends you can't beat God giving no matter how you try. Yeah! The more you give of your heart, your mind, your talent, the more he gives to you. Just keep on giving because it's really true. You can't beat God giving. The gift of God in Jesus, we can't beat his life for all lives, his heart for all hearts, the ministry of the Holy Spirit for everyone who wants to receive it. You just can't beat our God, the gift of his blood the gift of forgiveness, the gift of healing, the gift of comfort, the gift of guidance, the gift of bringing us back to our right minds, the gift of restoring our peace, the gift of, bringing a, of being a bridge over troubled waters, the gift of being the light in the darkness, the gift of hope in the midst of despair. We can't beat the gift of God in Christ. If he doesn't have your heart, give Jesus your heart first. Give him your heart, give him your heart. Come on and stand with me. Give him your heart if he doesn't have your heart. Because he wants your heart. He wants a relationship with you. 
Oh yeah. Knows everything about you and wants you so very much. No ifs, no ands, no buts, wants you. Don't have to fix yourself up just like you are. It's just great. That's how he wants you. So if you want to give your heart to Christ, I want to invite you. You want to make a commitment to Christ. I invite you to come now, wherever you are. Maybe you're looking for a church home. Come on. Come on, the doors of the church are open. Make a commitment to Christ. Come and unite with this church. Join us here. Maybe there's a man, a woman, a young adult, a boy, a girl, a family, a couple, wherever you are, God wants you. Because it's really true. I've been coming to church, but I haven't made my commitment yet. If that's you, come on. Today is a good day to make your commitment. You can. You can't beat. No matter how. God's got you covered.